This episode is also brought to you by Canby Foursquare Church. Since 1978, a place to grow, connect, and serve. Sunday services on campus and online at 9 and 11 a.m. Learn more at canbyfoursquare.com. Welcome to Now Hear This Candy, your source for news. The threat of a possible teacher strike was avoided this week. There's a new irresistibly cute creature winning over fans, and its name is Scootaloo. Sports? It's like Lucy in the football. You want to kick a field goal, but they take it away from you. We had to learn how to win. Mm-hmm. Goal can't be in the last second of the game! And interesting conversations. Because I'm one of the strongest girls ever, and I know that for a fact. I just really enjoy writing gossip as if I was a bear. <laughs> With an old maid daughter that make the best moonshine in the coast. <laughs> and if it would hit me in the face, I think I would have died. I really do. It, it, it... I guarantee you would have died, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Welcome to Now Hear This Canby Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tyler Clausen, and this is what's happening this week in our community. The director of the Canby Area Chamber of Commerce is stepping into the role with years of experience in business and community collaboration. Tracy Zwacki, located to Canby last year after two decades in Salt Lake City, Utah, where she built a career in the field of interior design and luxury home furnishings. My hope was to be in a smaller town with a rich history, open space, and stunning country views, she said of the move to Canby. In a letter to the chamber members this week, Zwacki introduced her professional background beginning with founding her own design firm, TLM Interiors, in 2006. My business teamed with customer home builders in the beautiful town of Park City, Utah, she recounted. I was able to capture clients from all over the United States. Together, we built their dream homes, allowing them access to some of the best ski resorts. Five years later, she joined the luxury home furnishings and interior design company Ethan Allen Interiors as a design consultant, later being promoted to project manager and design center manager of Salt Lake City Showroom. During my time with the organization, I developed into a strong leader, team player, and coach, she said. Managing a retail store was a key component to expanding my ability to sustain growth and draw members of the community to our dynamic design team. Zawacki said she built strong relationships in the community as a member of both the American Society of Interior Designers and the Murray Area Chamber of Commerce. She came to Canby with a desire to work in a community where she could connect with colleagues, create memorable experiences, and build strong, vibrant businesses, she said. Every day, I will strive for the best practices to earn the trust of our members and the community, she said. I am excited for the opportunity to make mindful connections, leverage partnerships, and build a better future. Zawacki replaces Lori Tarter, who announced in July that she was resigning for personal reasons. Tarter had spent just six months in the position, having taken the baton from Kyle Lang, 
who had served as chamber director for four years. The Canby Police Department and partnering law enforcement agencies made nearly 140 stops in one day earlier this month as part of a heightened traffic safety detail. According to a Facebook post, the purpose of the November 17th traffic safety detail was to raise awareness about traffic laws and increase safety for motorists traveling through Canby. During the operation, police made 139 contacts for different violations, including speeding, operating a motor vehicle while using a mobile communication device, failure to obey a traffic control device, and other violations of Oregon Traffic Code. Officers also made one arrest for operating a motor vehicle while using a mobile communication device third offense and one vehicle was towed for driving while suspended and uninsured. We would like to thank Katie Alexander at CECOM for dedicating an entire shift to dispatch for the officers working the detail, Canby Police said in the November 22nd post. Officials also thank the partnering agencies who assisted in the operation, including the Clackamas County Sheriff's Office, Oregon City Police Department, Milwaukee Police Department, Wilsonville Police Department, Happy Valley Police Department, Lake Oswego Police Department, and West Lynn Police Department. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas at the Clackamas County Fairgrounds and Event Center as the Winter Fair returns for its third year with a twist. The jaw-dropping display of more than 200,000 lights will return, transforming the fairgrounds' idyllic fir grove into a magical wonderland of festive sights and sounds, but this year's rendition will also feature an indoor holiday market with more than 25 local vendors set up in the main pavilion. Canby is a place where people still really like to shop locally for the holidays, fairground vendor coordinator Trina Smith said. I see that everywhere. Canby is one of the towns that really sticks to that. As an additional treat, the fairgrounds is working with local schools to supply children's choirs, bands, orchestras, and ensembles to serenade the market throughout the holiday season. This year's redesigned experience will return all the standout favorites from last year's walkthrough, including a 166-foot-long tunnel of cascading multicolored twinkles, a 200-foot-long LED light curtain on the east side of Ellie Arena, and a delightful 30-minute dancing Christmas tree light show that forms the centerpiece of the Fir Grove. Other scenes will capture images and memories the fairgrounds are most associated with, like the Cowboy Corral and festively decked out horse trailer. The Winter Fair will also bring back a staple of the event since it first debuted in a drive through experience in 2020, Santa and Mrs. Claus. The festive first couple of the winter holiday season will be back at a new North Pole Santa's Workshop themed corner of the fairgrounds brought to life by Canby resident and designer Stephanie Anderson, whose home in Northwood Estates is known for its elaborate holiday and Christmas displays. The jolly old elf himself, Santa, will visit the village and talk and take photos with children until 8 p.m., Every night, the fair is open. 
It's a lot of work and it's not cheap, but we do this for the community, Fairgrounds director Brian Crow said. Our goal is to continue to develop events like the Winter Fair, the Canby Haunt, and our county fair so that we're really maximizing the use of the facility. This is a great facility with tons of potential. The third annual Clackamas County Winter Fair kicks off December 2nd and runs every Friday and Saturday through December 17th as well as December 22nd and 23rd. Hours are 5 to 10 p.m. Tickets are $10 for adults and teenagers and $5 for children ages 4 to 12. Children 3 and younger are free. The Clackamas County Fairgrounds and Event Center is located at 694 Northeast 4th Avenue in Canby. For more information or tickets, visit ccwinterfair.com. A Clackamas man has been indicted and arraigned for his alleged role in the Clackamas County double homicide last month, while a warrant remains outstanding for a second suspect who is currently being investigated for an officer-involved shooting in another state. Frank Nifon, 24, was indicted by a Clackamas County grand jury for first-degree murder and weapons charges this week in a connection with the October 12th double homicide of 42-year-old Staniford Samuel Lee Bucknell and 32-year-old Jamal Akeem William Nash. Nafon was originally arrested on October 31st in Colwitz County, Washington, and extradited to Oregon. He was arraigned before Judge Catherine Weber on Thursday, November 17th, and a no-bail hold was imposed by the court. Nash and Blacknell were found dead in a vehicle shortly before 2 a.m. on Wednesday, October 12th, after it hit a fire hydrant near the intersection of Southeast 122nd and Ford Avenue in Clackamas. The vehicle had evidence of being involved in a shooting and both men had suffered gunshot wounds. The primary suspects in the shooting were identified by law enforcement following Nifon's arrest on October 31st. At the time, the second suspect, Kathan Marmar Tenry, 19, remained at large. However, Tenry is now in custody in Washington after a pursuit by law enforcement that culminated in an officer-involved shooting near Tenio on November 14th. That incident reportedly started when Lewis County, Washington deputies began pursuit of a car that was wanted out of Oregon. The chase continued north into Thurston County, where witnesses say the suspects got out, shot at one car, then stole a truck before the shootout with the officers. Tenry was shot and injured at the incident, while a second suspect, his 21-year-old cousin, Fymore Tenry of Gresham, was killed. Once any charges are resolved in Washington, Kathan Tenry is expected to be extradited to Clackamas County.
A free suicide prevention training will take place in Canby next month. The three-hour seminar hosted by the Oregon Firearm Safety Coalition will train attendees in QPR, an emergency response technique that teaches ways to identify and respond to people who may be at risk for self-harm or experiencing suicidal ideation. QPR, which stands for the three basic steps, question, persuade, and refer, was partially inspired by the ways training in CPR and the Heimlich maneuver have helped civilians save thousands of lives in emergency health situations. QPR consists of three life-saving skills, recognizing the warning signs of suicide, offering hope, and getting help. The training is scheduled for 10.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Saturday, December 3rd at the Canby Public Library, 220 Northeast 2nd Avenue. Despite a slight decrease in 2020, which officials linked to a new funding appropriation from the legislature that year that focused on youth suicide prevention, Oregon's suicide rates remain among the highest in the nation. Oregon had the 13th highest suicide rate in 2020, according to the data from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control. About 833 people died by suicide in the state that year. It had ranked ninth the year before when 906 Oregonians died by suicide, but saw a 14% drop in suicides among people ages 24 and younger in 2020, according to the state's Youth Suicide Intervention and Prevention Plan annual report. It saw a drop from 118 youth deaths in 2019 to 102 deaths in 2020. Countywide data, which lags several years behind, suggests Clackamas County's rates of suicide are lower than most Oregon counties, but still experiences among the highest instances of suicide because of its larger population. Clackamas experienced an average of 64 deaths by suicide in the period of 2011 to 2017 for a rate of 15.4 suicides per 100,000 residents. The highest rate of suicide in that period was Curry County with 40.4 and the lowest was Morrow at 10.7. Frankie, what's up, dude? Ah, intruder, Alexis, call 411. <laughs> uh, who's Alexis? Oh, it's just you, Tyler. Sorry about that. You know, the days are getting shorter and darker, and before you know it, 6 p.m. is going to feel like midnight, and with the holidays coming, Christmas deliveries on the way and all, I've, I've just, I've been getting more security conscious, and I guess it's just making me a little paranoid. Yeah, so that's what all this is. Looks... Looks like quite the setup. Oh yeah. We decided to really invest in a top-of-the-line Wi-Fi connected video security system. Just one little problem. What's that? Well, just look at this. We tested it out during Halloween, and look how grainy and pixelated the video is. Everybody looks like Minecraft characters, and <laughs> only a couple were actually wearing Minecraft costumes. This is supposed to be 4K high-def video. 
I know, I know, you're gonna say it's my internet service provider like you always do, but I made sure to place my Wi-Fi router in a central location, and I think my download speeds are decent. Oh, Frankie, how many times have we gotta go over this? You always focus on the download speeds, but it's the upload speeds that really matter here. When you've got cameras that are uploading data to your smartphone app through the internet. Oh, I guess I should just hope I get robbed by someone wearing a Minecraft mask. Uh, sure. Or, or you could just switch to Direct Link, where they have internet upload speeds up to 10 times faster than other local providers. For uploads at the speed of security, visit www.directlink.coop slash internet or give them a call 503-266-8111. All right, joining us on the Cami Conversation today, we are so excited to have back with us Jason Fellman of JFL Presents and Hairfest and the Wild Hair Music Fest. Hey, Jason, how are you? Good, good. Good to see you again. Absolutely, man. Welcome back. Um, so obviously we want to talk about what uh, you guys have just made some exciting announcements and we want to talk about what's coming up this summer. Uh, but first, man, let's just look back. Uh, last uh, the, Earlier this year, this summer was uh, an incredible um, uh, series of shows that you guys did uh, in Canby and all around the all around the shop. Um but uh, yeah, can we just kind of look back? It was obviously the the first real um, coming back of big, big shows after the pandemic, after a couple years off. Um, tell us about just, I mean, it's been, there's some distance now for you re reflecting. Uh, let's talk Hairfest 10 and the Wild Hair Music Fest, two incredible weekends in, at the Clackamas County Fairgrounds. Finally. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, ultimately, especially over, you know, the with the sort of the COVID years and the, the multiple years of cancellations, you sort of... Yeah. After a while, you sort of became, not to sound like uh, callous to it, but like uh, um, accustomed to bad news, right? You know, and, and yes, you know, yes. you know, expecting Desensitized. something, you know, e expectations for how mm -hmm. things are going to go tend to be lower after you yeah. cancel hundreds of whatever. Yeah. So anyway. Oh, that's a good point. As a um, promoter, you probably feel that really keenly because you're you're carrying the disappointment of thousands of people. <laughs> well, you know where we really feel it is, is as, as a uh, as a booking agency. I mean, yeah, I, it's that's not what I mean. We, we got we didn't quite get to a thousand, but I think it was in the mid 900s of like total mm. cancellations across yeah. our agency and our yeah. promotership. So, but but nonetheless, but that's the good news of the story here, which is that ultimately that was, what was so cool about it was the opposite of that. It was like everything went right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously yeah. with every festival, there's like a tweak here and a tweak there, you know. Yeah. Um, with our first year at the fairgrounds, we learned some things that we'll be able to better utilize this year. But overall, you know, the feedback for both festivals uh, was overwhelmingly positive. Great, you know, record numbers uh, mm -hmm. across the board. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And... Uh, Definitely, like really good feedback as well on the change of venue at the mm -hmm. uh, at the fairgrounds there. You know, it was great to be back in Canby. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was cool. Like, you know, it, and and it was also neat to kind of see some of the Canby connections uh, come full circle. You know, yeah. I remember when uh, Mr. Gwynn was uh, uh, the uh, chamber guy coming and interviewing us in the field at the Wild Hair. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and then, uh, of course, now uh, uh, Kyle, then at one point filling that role and now right. leading the festivals and then me being at Gwyn's mm -hmm. during the festivals and getting to talk to him about 
like, well, what's it like now that the festivals, like, how is that impacting your business? He's like, oh man, it's been like really a, a boom in business, you know, with all these people in town for the festival and all that. So like, all right, this is how it's supposed to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we, we also really, I think, you know, in our 10th year, finally achieved that sort of symbiotic relationship that with the community that we've always had a piece of, but maybe it had not been fully realized. And I feel like we finally, you know, I mean, we have to, we have to keep it up now, but we yeah. really kind of got that feeling of like, okay, it's all, this is all kind of right. And, you know, everything kind of came together, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd, I'd love to hear just what the, uh, you know, and from what you remember, obviously you're, you're, working you're doing a million different things at these festivals but um i just remember what the experience was like for me you know uh being back at Hairfest as a, a reporter and photographer kind of covering it um and wild hair as well but just just good vibes you know it's it, like everybody was just having a good time um even when the lines were long for beer or whatever when that happened occasionally everybody was just great like you just couldn't walk across that field and not smile because everyone was having such a good time every you could feel just the joy of being back from the performers and even the staff. Um, what was it like for you? Maybe even that first, you know, that first band that came out or that first song um, that I believe it was the waiting is the hardest part, right? Yeah. By uh, Tom yeah. Petty. Yeah. yeah. Petty fever. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, the, the, the first, you know, day is pretty overwhelming, you know, obviously because not only had it been, um, uh, you know, our first time doing it in three years, yeah, um, yeah. but also just it was at a new venue and um yeah. and, and you're always working out the kinks and stuff but so there's a little bit of a deer in the headlights sort of period of time in the, that first you know day but it's amazing how quickly it settles i mean you, I, credit to kyle lang mm. our gm yeah. and the entire team like i the, the, what was so cool about it was that we learned really quickly you know what i mean um and the response from our team like it was really you know i I, pride as a feeling is generally not something I, I tend to latch on to very much. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's dangerous, but I was really proud of our team for how everybody, you know, just like, okay, we got the right people doing things. And um, so it was definitely instilled confidence. And I think that that carried over with our staff, you know, when things got difficult, they, everybody rallied and people were patient. The opposite is true. Like attendees were yes. like, Hey, you know, we're just glad to be doing this. You know, we had, so we had fresh air. There isn't a fire. You know, <laughs> the music is awesome. You yeah. know, it's like yeah. the temperatures were good. It was just, ah, oh, finally. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, well, you can I think, just good vibes, like you said. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, that continuity does speak a lot to just kind of the, the purity of um, and the dedication of the folks that you have, that they really are in it for um, – uh, love of the music, love of the community that's uh was already there and that has kind of grown around this festival, uh specifically Hairfest. Um, but but yeah, I mean I, I was out there in 2019 and talking with folks and, and talking with some of your team, and it's a lot of the same people, you know, three years later and through a pandemic and all these yeah. disasters, and like you said, unfortunately, reschedulations and canceling, it's the same people, they're back, you know, they hung in there. Um that I, I feel like there's a lot of a lot of, you know, businesses, organizations and things that couldn't say that, you know, it's a different team on the other side of those three years for a lot of uh, a lot of uh, things. Yeah, I mean, that's um, I mean, it's there, there's certainly a, a certain amount of luck involved in that. Um, and also, you know, it's just again, it's sort of the, you know, the combination of sort of good people, good luck, you know, uh, sticking it out or whatever. 
help from Uncle Sam. I mean, there was just every everything kind of played into the whole experience of sort of yeah. weathering the storm and coming back. Um, but ultimately, you know, people held on to their tickets for Hairfest, you know, the one that had been on sale all that time. Yeah. Overwhelmingly, you know what I mean? And so, you know, that's yeah, I mean, it's amazing. And I think that definitely contributed to the the good vibes there is that people are just like they were ready to party and just have a good time together without all the baloney that could, you know, been dealing yeah. with for years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I don't want to get into, you know, deep into the minutiae or, or anything like that, but just overall, the move to the fairgrounds, um, you know, you gotta feel like it was a pretty big success on 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 balance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and the thing of it is, the thing I'll say about the interesting thing we've learned, you know, I guess we're going into this literally our 11th year as a festival, right? So one yeah, of the things yeah, I've yeah. is that, you know, we, we I would say we, we always are, are uh, careful to not c- compare venues because each venue is the right venue for that moment for the festival. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it wouldn't have made sense anywhere else. And so... Um, you know, when I say that we really have this great experience in the fairgrounds and it really has been fantastic, um, I don't want to also diminish the fact that we had, you know, all those awesome years at Pat's Acres. And even before that, yeah. when we just in the simplicity of the field at the wild hair were also great years. And so, yeah. you know, we we see the the advantages of each one of those venues and, and what they kind of mean in the historical context and their role in getting us here. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a great. I mean, we the fairgrounds are, are have been fantastic. I mean, it's just an unequivocal uh, win, you know, for for the festival for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely awesome. Um, well, yeah, uh, and again, just to kind of round that off, uh, my experience and and many of uh, that of many I talked to just really felt like you guys knocked it out of the park with with both of the festivals last summer. Um, yeah, some really great memories and really great moments and just a, a great testament to you guys for for putting that on and hanging in there through all the challenges. Appreciate Looking it. at yeah, yeah. So looking ahead to this summer, let's get the bad news out of the way, right? You guys sure. uh, did do an announcement before kind of sharing more recently um, some of the exciting things coming to Hairfest um, yeah. that there will unfortunately not be a Wild Hair Music Fest this summer. I know um, yeah. last, I mean, Hairfest was great. It was so great to come back. But the Wild Hair Music Fest last summer was was just such a phenomenal time. And a lot of people were hoping that it would come back. Um, but you guys did announce, unfortunately, uh, yeah. uh, due to things outside of your control not going to be able to make it happen this year yeah i mean it's interesting um because you know like you said it was so amazing last year i mean we sold out one of our days and we're like three quarters of the way there on the other day so it was like you know it was it was awesome right um and we had planned to do it again um it's gonna be one of those things that like i think you know by the time we get just a little bit time down the road and there's more information in the market, I think that it'll be obvious what's going on here. Um, I, I, I think the the main thing I would say about not being able to do it again, it's not uh, anything related to, you know, any kind of falling out in relationships, nothing within our business, nothing with yeah. the artists. There, there's no, nothing bad, you know, happened between people. It's okay. a market situation, um, you know, that we just it, it's it's more than we can get into. You know, it's not it's not really our place um, to say, um, you know, other than it was not an easy decision. Um, and you have to think that the only reason people like us, after having a really, really successful year like that, would not do it again is if we had a really good reason. 
as if I, you just couldn't, right? I mean, like, yeah. that's what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, we why could, wouldn't we? we would. It was obviously awesome. And yeah. we would totally do it again if we thought we could do it successfully. So that's, you know, um, you, you know, we find solace in the fact, A, um, that we got to where we did. And I think it's also worth mentioning that, you know, we're not done with delivering on that genre. You know what I mean? I think okay. that's probably the best thing I can say is that, um, you know, just because that festival stopped not moving forward doesn't mean that you're going to see um, other offerings from our festival company, you know, okay. that produces other events throughout the year um, that, that feature those same kind of vibes and artists. So, um, you know, you haven't seen the, le- the last of us in the genre and, and you know, um, but um, but yeah, you know, obviously this year now we're focusing on Hairfest, um, which we are fo- we, we have the gift of 11. Right. Yes. Which yes. was only going to come once. Yes, um, <laughs> absolutely. You know, of course, we're referring to Spinal Tap. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, uh, very popular among the Hairfest crowd. Sure yeah, well, the, one the would hope. Yeah, yes. yeah. Not yeah. everybody will get it, but I, I think everybody knows that there's a goes to 11 joke, even if they don't know what it don't know from. where it comes from. <laughs> if you go, it goes to 11. They're like, oh, yeah, of course it does. And they yeah. don't even know like what it comes from. It just knows that that's the joke that somehow there's some. I'll confess, I did not get it when you first yet. said that. I was like, yeah, 11. Is- <laughs> yeah, you don't have um, to have seen it to know what it is. Yeah. Um. So uh, Wild Hair Music Fest, last question about that. So obviously not happening this year. I mean, in the future, will you guys be looking to potentially bring it back or is it just too early to say? Yeah, it's too early to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, up until basically, uh, you know, not that long after we found out, we announced. So, I mean, we thought we were doing it. (laughs) It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but you know what, though? I think, you know, we've been in business long enough, even if not in the, the music, but we've been in business long enough, know that things change quickly in both directions. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, with all the relationships in place, with our festival company going strong um, and still producing events and all, the, you know, all that's kind of still in place, all doors remain open. I think yeah. that's probably the, the best, the most positive thing I can say about that. Right, right. And I would say just to, especially maybe my, can't be listeners and this always kind of comes up in these conversations we have jason but maybe for folks that that haven't checked out uh you know hadn't checked out wild hair music fest or haven't checked out hair fest yet because they maybe feel like it'll just always be there you know uh take advantage you know definitely don't miss out on these things when when they're able to be right in our backyard um so yeah let's talk about hair fest what what do we got uh coming down the pike for going to 11 (laughs) so uh you know the i always like to talk about what's new Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so, um, you know, starting with we're bringing back the kickoff party um, okay. in, a, in a new incarnation. It's going to be on Thursday night, um, just right leading into the festival. And it's going to be on site there in that hippie hollow area mm-hmm. where we have programming all throughout the weekend. Um, and so um, uh, coinciding with that, we're also uh, folks now are able to uh, come who are spending the night. Can actually come and uh, check in and spend the night on Thursday night. So, you know, one awesome. of the things we've kind of heard over the years is like, hey, if we could come sit up Thursday, then we wouldn't be um, as tired on Friday to start partying. And what happens is people come in Friday and they start setting up. Uh, and then, um... oh, sorry. So, yeah, so what, what happened is they, you know, they would come in on Friday. Uh, and by the time they set up, they've kind of gone through all that effort and, you know, this way they can wake up on Friday, go have breakfast in Canby, 
um, and then, you know, start partying at the festival right when it opens on Friday. Awesome. Uh, so so the, another thing uh, that's new this year, so we've got that. Um, in terms of uh, inside the venue, we've got uh, both stages now are going to be the same size. Both are going to be main stages. And in fact, even the third stage is going to be that same size. Oh, really? Okay, so all cool. this, yeah. So we're going um, and all the bands that are in the main venue are going to play an hour. And the okay. two stages are going to be oriented so that they both face the same way that the main stage did last year. Okay, so they'll the be in sort of different corners of the field? Well, they won't be in corners. They'll okay. almost be side by side. Interesting. So you just be like, that way you don't have to travel. So what? Yeah. one of the things, one of the goals there is to um, try to uh, get rid of um, or reduce some of the congestion around that pivot between yeah. stages, right? Because, you know, with chairs and such, it became sort of challenging for people to kind of find where they were, you know. And that's something we kind of learned at our first year you know what i mean it's like okay well now that we've seen it so we're going to be have a much more you know much more well-defined chair line that has sort of better continual visibility throughout the festival um and of course the optics of two larger stages um you know we've always felt that you know you know especially something like Hairfest, every band's a headliner you know yeah. what i mean so yeah. it's I, it, it like it's every year when i had to book this thing i'd be like pained to have to go yeah. through and figure out which band it's like well every band is worthy to be on the main stage right. I, I, I feel like i'm like penalizing i'm like now you get the you know the other stage i'm like no it's just because that was our setup and that's what we had so it's like why don't we just god do it you know what i mean so we're gonna get Hey, I'm AJ. I'm your uh, local Oddmos franchise owner. I'm Mike, co-founder of Oddmos. And we're the hosts of The Odd Pod, a podcast about life in the pizza industry. We're going to have on some franchisees. We're going to have some different vendors on. We're going to get a snapshot of what goes on behind the scenes in uh, the pizza world. Don't forget to tell them about the sports. They're sports. And the crazy wacky pizza that we have every Wednesday that we create. And we also have a special guest every week as well. And I'm Gage, Odd Pod senior sports analyst. Gage, who gave you that title? Me. Oh boy. Find us on Spotify and Apple Music and the Podbean. Yeah. Uh, and so that's great. And then that impacts the, the customer experience too, because now every band's having that same level of production, main stage level of production, right? Yeah. Yeah. Larger PA on that stage. Bands are each getting to play an hour. Mm -hmm. So you're getting, and for the fan, they get a little more of their, you know, their favorite. The other thing is with those party tents in the back now, because the stages are going to be facing them the whole time. Yeah. Better show for them. And those so were fun. I was, just, I, I was able to join in a, a couple of those and and um some of the ones that i wasn't invited to but still kind of saw uh, really went all out with like our they had some arcade games in there they no had... well, so had the truth custom drums had their drum set in there it was yeah, totally cool, right yeah no, there was some we, awesome I think tents. we have literally had like we just made you know started showing what we just updated the website we've had yeah. literally dozens of inquiries for the party tents we only yeah. have 14 of them yeah so they're gonna and we have to set some aside for sponsorships so they're definitely gonna sell out um you gotta figure out how to make them like uh two-story well 
Yeah, yeah. So the other thing we did, we did eliminate the VIP section, you know. Okay. Oh, wow. And and so, you know, it's always weird, right? Because you want to be able to offer a VIP experience. But if you're going to do that, then it needs to like be worth it for people, right? And yeah. it has to be a profitable decision for the festival as well. And, for, you know, it's probably a knock on us. But we have not been able to strike that equilibrium between delivering on the value of a mm -hmm. VIP ticket and making it profitable for the amount of square footage that that section takes. Yeah. So instead, we're like, okay, let's take a couple of the VIP benefits and just move those back out in the GA. We've done this before. We've always yo-yo with VIP. We're just, you know, nuts um, about VIP. You know, so anyway, we, we're just doing what worked last year. What worked last year were the party tents, the VIP. You know, ultimately we missed the mark on that. So, um, so things like some of the uh, those cocktail beverages that were only available in um, in the VIP are now going to be available. In GA, we're actually going to have a whole building that's dedicated to those. You walk in cool. an actual bar, and it's open to everybody. So I think people will enjoy that level of access and a better selection um, for for everybody. Yeah, uh, and we're going. We're we're increasing bar sizes. You know, we really didn't see lines until the second festival, and the reason why we had the Zach Bryan rush. Yeah, right. We we didn't actually experience that at Hairfest. Right no. at Hairfest, it was pretty dialed because yeah. it was more even. Because again, every band's a headliner. So yeah. we don't know. People don't wait until a certain point. They're just like, you know. Uh, well, yeah. And I mean, I, I was even I remember the, the Zach Bryan effect um, and some of those lines were insane. But the, 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 there's no way to, to staff for that. You can't staff for your baseline. And then ten thousand percent above it, you know. I mean, you just there's a limit to what you yeah, I mean, can. You know, ultimately, if if we were to, again, we don't, we don't. Fortunately, we don't have to plan for that dynamic this year, right? Well, I shouldn't say well, yeah. I guess fortunately, we don't have to deal with that, right? Because that's good, right? Yeah. It's one yeah. problem we won't have to encounter. But I do think if we had to do it again, we probably could have solved it. We just didn't know what to expect. And right. let's face it, I mean, you know, I really want to call a spade a spade. I mean, our festival was awesome, right? Yeah, and. We had Zach Bryan. Yeah. It was literally the first, his first headlining uh, festival, right? So it was, you know, that's just sort of a magic thing. It was just like through the vision of our buyers at True West and Joan, who ultimately makes the final call, made that happen. And that, that was, was a one in a million. I mean, I don't think people realize yeah. that people, <laughs> I remember even people uh, the, the next day, you know, were having that question like, oh, do you think they'll, they'll bring him back next year? I was like, no, unless unless you want to pay for like two thousand dollars a ticket, there's just no way. See, he, he was he was on the very cusp of like superstardom that night, and yeah, then I mean, his and, summer was just incredible. Yeah. And not only that, but we got the debut of that the live debut of the song. With yeah. The, oh yeah, he I mean, just, just dropped his his a new uh a new album that like that day or that week yeah yeah well they they a, a new lp one. yeah and yeah you, i will tell you something too i don't know if i've ever talked about this but i got to witness a really cool moment between i think i can disclose this without getting in trouble i got to witness a really cool moment between the two artists backstage i just was just standing there yeah and um i can't one of them walked off stage and one of them walked i can't remember which was which but the two of them saw each other for the first time at the festival and you know, they, you know, had the greeting and all that stuff. And it's clear that they're, 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 you're pals and all that. But what was so cool was the discussion about when they were going to play the song. 
Yeah. You know, and what was very revealing was that, you know, you know, Charles deferred to to Zach about, hey, man, you know, when, when should we do this? And Zach's response was, well, hey, man, what would be the best for you? Yeah. You know, and that one, like that sums up Zach Bryan. And yeah. He was like that the whole time. Like this guy actually is who you think he is. Yeah. And that was what was so crazy about that. It was yeah. how, how actually genuinely cool he was is. So I got, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Glad he, that we got to experience all of that, and it can be um, no less. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, any new for uh, so come back to Hairfest Eleven. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do you all have right, so I got, uh, here, uh, Let me run down the quick list. So yeah. just I'm gonna I kind of give you a, a checklist of new things, right? So yeah, I mentioned the Thursday night kickoff party, right? Yeah, we have a fest. We have a simplified ticketing system. So now a festival pass, right, gets you the kickoff party both festival days. And acts as you're in and out to the festival. So you can go in and out of the festival, which means in and out of the overnight area, which okay. means you don't need that pesky camping pass anymore. Okay. Got rid of the overnight pass. It was confusing everybody. Yeah. Now, if you want to camp, you have two options. One, you either purchase a bundle, which is the only way. It's a space bundle, right? So you're either getting a tent camping space, which you pre-select when you buy it. You choose the actual space on a map, right? Okay. Or you're choosing a rv or rv van truck bundle right each yeah. bundle comes with the space based on which bundle you choose and uh the uh come with two festival passes and if you have a tent space it also comes with one car parking space inside the overnight area so yeah. what that means for example if you had two people coming to the festival you would literally buy one bundle and you're done that's it you know what I mean? You don't have to a la carte it all together and figure yeah. out what to get anymore. And yeah. it, let's say Simplified. then you want somebody to, if you want somebody to join your campsite, all those joiners need to have is a festival pass. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. That That's cool. Yeah. That, that is a lot um, simpler. And so, um, so that's cool. People can come on. So the, really the whole thing really starts on Thursday night. People can actually come at three o'clock on Thursday and get settled in and camp. We're encouraging that because you can get ahead of the crowds on mm -hmm. Friday. Right. Um, the other thing that's nice about this is that if you have a, if you have a tent site, you don't have to stress about whether you're going to get a parking space inside the overnight area mm -hmm. because we're allocating one to every tent camping bundle. Yeah. So we've taken the stress out about that whole process. Yeah. Um, which I ho hopefully will, you know, people have been wanting bundles. The thing that people don't realize is that everything we did last year was a result of decisions we made back in 2019. Right. You know, and that's, right. I tell you, one of my greatest fears is the sticker shock. But the reality is you don't, this isn't a one year price increase. This is a three and a half year price increase. Right. It is what it is. I think that yeah. when you add up the total, when you check out with all the fees and the taxes and all that stuff, and you just look at what's costing per person, it should all make sense for what. Yeah. Value well, I remember when, um, because the, the move to um, the fairgrounds was announced it was was it 2019 or early 2020 yeah, it was before the pandemic yeah and yeah, i remember November even 2019. yeah i remember even when we were talking about that and doing an interview the rv uh, spots were almost sold out like yeah they almost sold out as right soon away. as they were announced yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um and there are fewer that was the other thing we did too see one of our concerns with overnight part of the reason we've moved to the reserved situation is because we're, we're concerned about it getting too congested in there. It's a safety thing and an experience. We don't want people to feel like they're packed in like sardines. So by having specific spaces with sizes, it ensures a level of density that doesn't get too 
you know, and people aren't fighting over space or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like you just you have your space. It's, yeah. Um, and then uh, we're using Fastbar again. Right. Yeah, so that was popular. That went over well. Yeah. So we're using the RFID and we're expanding that. So it's also going to be uh, usable at the food court as well. Yeah. So that was when you come in and when you register, um, you, you do your ID, you uh, link a card to it, and then it's a wristband. Yeah. Yep. that is uh permanently attached to your wrist no yeah it's amazing you can't remove it um uh but yeah no and it's just real easy to pay you don't have to wallet you just show them the thing and they scan it it was real cool uh people were liking that so uh fat uh fast bar you know the, the company that does this for us who's wonderful to work with by the way and they'll be back brenton the ceo and, and founder is actually on site for the festival he was last year he'll be back and she's super cool guy cool uh but anyway um they do a survey Right. And then they share the survey results. And I think that for Fastbar, it was like 4.7 or 4.8 out of five for this whole survey. Like the people's mm -hmm. respondents were extremely high. Yeah. Um, it was cool. Um, so anyway, we got that again. Um, we're adding we're doing the Saturday brunch again, but there's going to be coffee this time. OK, nice. <laughs> um, you know, so those are the big things. I mean, oh, and then we have. A, oh, so because it's year 11, we have a special uh, tribute to Spinal Tap. OK, tell me about it. Thursday night. To cap off the kickoff party, no excuses because you can come after you get off work, and uh, and kickoff party is like twenty bucks. And um, at, after Radical Revolution, our '80s band plays for a full night. You know, we're out there partying at eleven. It goes to eleven. We have a special presentation. We have the whole thing with a, a Spinal Trap tribute. Uh, none more black props, theatrics, the whole bit. People, you're, people who are into Spinal Tap. Or if you're not, watch Spinal Tap before you come. It's classic. <laughs> Pre-game. Hashtag Stonehenge. <laughs> awesome. Um, that's happening Thursday night. So it's just, you know, it's, it's and um, the, uh, we also have the, on our website now, it's been updated. So if people want to find out, this is probably, usually the last question is where can people find information? All that yeah, stuff. yeah. Got a preempt here and hairfest.com h-a-r-e like the wild hair saloon hairfest.com has ever it's just it's, it's been updated now it's current and you awesome. can say which you can see which bands are playing on which day mm -hmm. uh, and you can see the ticket prices it doesn't show the fees if you just you can intellectualize it's probably about 15 or 17 percent between there is going to be the fee or tax depending on which package you're getting so just expect that at checkout um and then uh you'll, you'll be set Cool. Awesome. Um, well, I, I'm excited. What what have you heard from fans and from the community since you guys uh, first announced um, uh, some of these new changes and just that Airfest 11 was, was is on? Well, a lot of excitement for the new bands that or bands that haven't been there a while in some yeah. cases. So Queen Nation is coming back. The Queen Tribute oh, cool. been at people ever since they played back at year eight. Everybody's like, when are you bringing those guys back? So yeah, they're coming back. Uh, they'll be playing on the Friday. Uh, and, uh, and we have a new one and it's, um, it's not a new band, actually. They're, they're, they're very well established just, uh, in the Northwest in particular, uh, Pigs on the Wing, uh, the Pink Floyd show. And cool. we're doing a, a 90 minute Pink Floyd show on Saturday, um, wow. with, with multimedia and the whole bit. Yeah. That sounds um, awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be, uh, on, um, that is Saturday night. That's the last thing in the festival. Um, and it's going to be really cool. Cool. That's yeah, actually, that's... honestly, that's one of one of the reasons why we're making that stage bigger out there is so that we can accommodate the, the we're we're bigging up the programming out there all throughout the festival. Yeah. Um, yeah. So people are excited, and uh, we've got third stage, the Boston tribute, uh, 
Uh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. And, and awesome. the whole lineup's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess, and, um, you know, just for folks that haven't been before and, and uh, when we were talking about that earlier, the two stages, but the reason for that, uh, and it's cool that you guys are making them the, the same now and not sort of, uh, kid table, you know, making one the kid <laughs> table and one the main table or whatever. Um, but but the the reason for just having two stages in the same event space is really cool. So that like while one's playing, one can be setting up, and then as soon as the one band set is over, the other one just starts, and it's really awesome. I mean, it's there's no downtime; it's just music constantly, and it's it's so cool because of that. It's a really fun um show in that way, a fun festival. Well, it's interesting too because you know typically, and I I'm not like. This is, isn't a criticism of our, our festival. It's a practicality, which is that we're, there's always a line because you want to have other things to do besides the music yeah. at a festival most of the time. But part of that is because of the downtime. But in our case, we have to be really careful with that because people don't, in, in for long periods of time, leave. So it's a, one of the reasons why it's so cool that we developed that that third area with the, with the hippie hollow with all the picnic tables and the trees is that now if people want to leave the music area, it's usually more because they just need a break, yeah. not because they want to go, you know, play. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, cornhole. Uh, I mean, we might have cornhole. I'm not saying that's bad, but that's yeah. not generally the reason why somebody leaves the pit. Right. Usually if you leave from rocking out, it's because you need to rejuvenate, you yeah. know. And if you're yeah. not spending the night, you can't go back, you know, then you need a place to go. And so there's always somewhere to go at the festival, especially knowing how long it is. You know, you know, yeah. it's Saturday morning. It starts at nine o'clock in the yes. morning. Music starts. <laughs> yes, it does. And it goes morning. to 1230 a.m. Late night and early morning. Not stop. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, Jason, it has been so great having you on as always. Thanks for taking time out to talk to us. Um, like you mentioned, hairfest.com, H-A-R-E, hairfest.com. Um, hit that up for more information or tickets if you want to check that out. Uh, Hairfest on all the social media as well. Anything else that you want to share, man? Uh, you know, I just tell people I, this is the main thing. If I was going to give a message out to people who are watching this. Let's hear it. Hit us with it. If you are spending the night, don't wait because they're going to sell quickly. This is the first year that we've had reservable tent spaces. RV people know that the RVs are going to sell out, right? Yeah. They already know. They're, but the but the people who tent camp are not accustomed to this because we haven't done it before. So I just it, it will take you by surprise if you're not ready for it. There are X number of camping spaces, and when they're gone, we can't sell any more spaces. You either have to camp with somebody who has an existing space or that's we just can't do anymore you know be irresponsible we're not going to oversell it yeah oops i lost your audio i lost your audio oh yeah there you go <laughs> um but uh i was just saying um that it's gonna be uh it's gonna be crazy this year, I I feel with the um um the ticket sales. Uh because you know, last year everything that was happening with uh the, the cancellations and people kinda not knowing or maybe even still uh, being a little nervous about coming back to a big event or whatnot, um, with how fun and how awesome and how just well received it turned out to be. Uh there's gonna be none of that kind of apprehension or things that, that uh, folks might be counting on to still be able to snag a ticket. So if you have any inclination of going, definitely jump in there early. Don't wait. Yeah, that's a you know, I mean we want, you know, we want everybody to come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, people down. get what they want, you know, that that would be ideal. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, we um, uh, might even have you on uh, again before, uh, but just wanted to have you early. anytime. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, we'll 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 always welcome. You know, we love having you guys behind the scenes. You know, yeah. what I mean, every year. So you know, you guys are certainly welcome to come back and uh, you know be a part of the action as usual. You know, absolutely. We always love- it's always nice to have some local uh, representation in the journalism department. Well, you know, I heard a lot of people saying that it just wasn't, you know, as much fun until I got there. I heard, well, yeah, I heard, well, I heard yeah. like hundreds I, of people saying that. I don't know yeah. why, I, you know. I, or... I, I know. I should. I, I, I did. I, I really should give you credit. I, I apologize for that, man. That's that's on me. Yeah, I, was... I mean, somebody said they wanted to change the name to Frankie Fest or whatever. I don't know. That was just what they were saying. I, I know. I'm I like, know. no. Shouldn't have put crazy. the kibosh on it. I'm sorry. I did. I tried. I said no. You know, I get it, but let's let's cancel that. You're out. Such that's a man of the people. That's too much. That's too much. <laughs> All right, awesome. man. Hey, well, um, this is coming out this week. Uh, cool. So happy Thanksgiving. I hope Likewise, you have a yeah, great, great holiday, my man. You too. And um, and and we'll see you. We'll see you out there. All right. Thanks, man. Take care. Yep. Tyler, did you know that the Australian lyrebird can mimic any sound that it hears, even chainsaws? No, that's uh, super interesting. Did you know that a baby puffin is called a puffling? Uh, Or that baby sea otters can't swim, so their moms wrap them up in pieces of kelp until they learn how to paddle? Wait, do you know any trivia that isn't, like, animal-related? Not really, but here's some stuff you may not know about the Wild Hair Saloon, where Camby goes to eat and have fun. Okay. The Wild Hair is one of Camby's longest-running, locally-owned restaurants. Owners Joan and Darren Moden have been in business for 16 years. That's cool. Yeah, heck, you were just a baby back then. I, and, wait, what? And they love to give back. They've been members of the Camby Chamber for that long, and they donate over $20,000 to local sports, FFA programs, and civic organizations each year. Wow, I'm legitimately like caught off. That's cool. Yeah. They also support more than 30 jobs in the community through their award-winning staff, some of them as young as 18. Hey, that's older than you are. Uh, dude, I'm te- I'm 10 months younger than you. With, with the days getting longer and the weather getting warmer, the Canby Wild Hair's expansive outdoor patio is the place to be. Furry friends, welcome. Well, that sounds great. I'm going to go check them out just off of Highway 99E next to the Space Age in Canby at 1656 Beaver Creek Road in Oregon City or on their website at thewildhairsaloon.net. Now Hear This Canby is produced by me, Tyler Clausen. Our content director and star reporter is Tyler Frankie. And of course, our show is edited by Cameron Clausen. We also feature the vocal talents of Joy Struby and James Walden. So a round of applause to them. The song that you're hearing right now is Canby by singer-songwriter Olivia Harms, used with her permission. To find more work from her, you can visit her website, olivia13.com. Now Hear This Can Be is dedicated to preserving independent local journalism and redefining local news with our fun, fresh, and energetic brand of storytelling. Our sincere thanks to our local sponsors who make this show possible. Please show your appreciation by supporting the small businesses who support us. The production of Now Hear This Studios, Canby's locally owned full-service audio, video, and media production company. Our mission is to produce the best content in the universe, and we'd love to help you do it. Find us online at nhtstudios.com.
Um, I will take a motion to adjourn. I just moved it. I didn't even ask for it, though. (laughs)